Hey, hey, welcome to the Roof Strategist Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Benzman. You're listening to the number one resource for free roofing sales training. Tune in for new episodes every week right here or on YouTube to learn how to market yourself, generate leads, pitch like a pro, overcome objections, and close more sales. And whether you're a brand new salesperson, a seasoned pro, or an owner or sales manager growing your team, pay close attention because I have an offer you don't want to pass up. I'd like to give you my Pitch Like a Pro roofing sales training video library completely free. You'll get instant access to over 120 sales training videos organized by category that can take you from zero to hero in a heartbeat. Head on over to theroofstrategist.com right now to get my Pitch Like a Pro roofing sales training video library completely free. That's theroofstrategist.com. Now let's hop into today's episode. Hey guys, Adam here, The Roof Strategist. Today, I am joined by William Wright, who sent me a text message this weekend, and he's here to share his story of how he transformed his life in the roofing industry in just a few months. And he said, I used to make 40,000 on salary, and this month's commissions was like 20,000. Ha ha. In two days, in two months, I'll make my old salary for an entire year. And that was the text we exchanged. So William, thanks for joining us and, and, and sharing your story with the channel. Welcome. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me, Adam. Dude, it's great to have you. And for anyone that didn't watch, uh, William watched the interview I did with Andrew Ittenire. Ended up getting a drone and just setting up his Instagram. So you'll get a link to that to check out what he's doing um, to That's follow right. the, the power of the community. So um, William, tell me what you were doing before roofing sales and how much you were earning. And then we're going to jump right into kind of how you accelerated that success. Yeah. So I was, um, believe it or not, and as you get to know me over the next minutes you'll realize man this guy should not have been an accountant um but i was in bookkeeping for a um a home builder not that it matters and i was essentially just running numbers all day all day that was my life um you know i i'm one of those guys who gets who gets itchy always for for man what's coming next or what what does growth look like and um kind of accelerating from where i am and so um I think I was always dreaming about about what was going to be upcoming for me. Um, so I, I remember, you know, I, before I started in door to door, originally I left and I was like, man, I'm going to flip houses just like the games, just like the games family. It's going to be the exact same thing. Um, but and I, and I took a door to door job almost as a. Not a not a joke, but almost as a joke, I'm like, OK, this will help me pay bills um, and I. I mean, I kind of got into it and I was like, holy cow, this is really taken off. Um, so all of a sudden, you know, here I am and it's my, my full-time, full-time job. So how much were you earning at the accounting gig a year? Like 40, low forties, low forties. And how did you end up trying, like finding the door-to-door opportunity? Oh man. Um, I mean, it was, I was like ashamed when I started off. I was like, I cannot believe I'm doing this. Um, I found, I think it was like an ad on Craigslist. I don't know. You know, I texted a guy, I'm like, Hey, you know, I'd love to learn more. Just put some extra cash in my pocket. And I remember he replied something with boy with three eyes. And I remember thinking, Oh my gosh, you've got to be kidding. Like, <laughs> I cannot believe I'm doing this. Um, but it was originally in solar. And so I, I mean, I kind of just started knocking and realized, man, there's a whole world of information out there that's one of the things i love about door to door is like people have been doing it for 60 years there's you know there's so many books and cut and paste stuff out there um so that's kind of how i got into it and then i think it was in like 
month two or something, I was looking at my paychecks and I'm like, man, this is way, 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 way more than a part-time ice cream shop gig that I thought it was. <laughs> so did, how did you end up with the roofing company? You don't have to share names, obviously, for private for, uh, confidentiality, but how did you end yeah. up with the roofing company you're with now? So I, uh, I, I mean, I was knocking, not, you know, knocking, 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 and I knocked on our owner's door and he, you know, he starts talking to me and one thing just led to another. He's like, well, do you want to make more money? I was like, well, might as well. It's the same thing, right? <laughs> um, and so, and so that's how I kind of ended up in roofing. But once I started understanding the, the, you know, quote unquote sale of an insurance roof, I was like, man, this is, I love this. Um, yeah. So that's how I kind of ended up with the, the roofing side. And then you made your, your text. So you're banking on share with us again, how much in commissions from this month? It'll be, it'll be just shy of 20. Just shy of 20. And your old yeah. salary was 40. So 50% of your annual income earned in a 30 day period. In a month. So, from, I mean, I, I wish people could meet me. I'm the most average Joe you've, you've ever met. Like, uh, and I think some people believe there's, you know, there's something different or special about some door to door people. No, I'm like a, I'm a cut and paste from good teachers kind of guy. Right. Nothing original about me. Um, you know, I'm just, I'm taking in everything that's already out there. Um, and really anybody can do it is what I, you know, I want to communicate. You know, that that's awesome, man. And I was, I was the same way, middle-class white boy, no sales experience, yeah. didn't know what the heck I was doing. Couldn't tell you what underlayment was. Couldn't tell you what an Eve was or a dormer. Um, now, before we started recording, you, you shared with me a story about you telling some close friends of yours kind of how this changed your life and the earning potential. Would you mind sharing that with everybody? The kind of how that yeah, conversation yeah. went? Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I was joking with Adam that sometimes, you know, I'll, I'll tell some, some friends of mine that maybe don't like their jobs. You know, they, they're like, Hey, this is, you know, I work an awful job or whatever. And I'm like, yeah. So I made, I mean, in very close friends, I'll tell, you know, Hey, this was my commission this month. And they'll look at me and they'll say, wow, that's great. I'm like, nothing, like crickets. That's it. That's it, man. That's awesome for you. Yep. Nothing. Um, and I, you know, I think for, I think for a lot of people, it is just that hurdle of leaving the, leaving the W2. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I, I honestly can't look back and feel like, oh, I remember it at this point um, yeah. just because I'm all in on what I'm doing now. Yeah. And you were saying that these folks weren't super happy in their careers, correct? Or their, their jobs? No, no. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll tell people who are, you know, desk jockeying for 50 hours a week. Hey, you can make way more money. You know, we're doing this interview at three o'clock on a Thursday because I'm free as heck at three o'clock on a Thursday. Yeah. Um, you can have all the freedom in the world, like make way, 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 way more money. Um, what, you know, what's, what's holding you back? Um, yeah. And it, it's crazy because so many people aren't happy with their jobs, but will stay put for the sole purpose of stability and familiar. I wouldn't even say stability, stability, it's familiarity. And some people say door, door knocking sucks, you know, does it at first for sure. Are there times that it gets easier? Yes. When you start doing warm door knocking and working installs and it's just starting conversations, it ain't bad. But I'll tell you, I'd rather get paid $20,000 a month to do something a little less pleasant than to sit as a desk jockey being miserable and hating my life and getting the same paycheck no matter what I did. 
Right. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I, I used to think about stability in the same way. Like, mm-hmm. you know, this is, this is stable. Why? Like what makes you say it's, what makes you say that's stable? Like your, your fate is entirely out of your hands. Like mm-hmm. whether, you know, whether they want to let you go the next day or, you know, the economy just tanks or whatever. Um, you know, we, I think we've just told ourselves, Hey, this is really stable because it's what everyone's doing. Not necessarily because there's any more stability in um, working for someone directly than than work for working for yourself, if that makes sense. Yeah, and you'll never go hungry without a job because good companies are always looking for good people. And uh, it's funny people say, "Oh, it's a lot of risk." You're like, "Is it?" I was earning twenty thousand dollars a year, forty thousand dollars a year. I get these emails all the time. Restaurant work, I don't, I'm sick of it. Sous chef, sick of it. Laborer, not getting paid enough, sick of it you know, yeah. serving tables, want to make more money. There, it's, it's all the same. Mine was a massage therapist doing 20,000 a year. I was yeah. required to be there, but I wasn't paid unless I was booked and I was new. So I would sit yeah. around for six hours and get paid for two, but yeah. be required to be there. I don't even know how it's legal, but and, uh, man, I mean, you know, it's almost something I get hot about. I'm like, you know, what's risky is if you're looking at your job and your future and you're, and you're a numbers guy, I'm a numbers guy or numbers girl and saying, this doesn't pencil out, but I'm going to stay right here. That, you have the real, I mean, the, the real risk tolerance at that point. That's mm-hmm. kind of how I felt. I'm like, man, it'll never pencil out for me to make what I'm making and be supporting any more than my wife and dog. Yeah. Much less kids one day, you know what I mean? Right. Um, which is just, but, but for some reason or another, I, I don't know, folks feel like, hey, this is, this is less risk. Yeah. If you were to give yourself advice or someone that's just getting into the industry, like imagine looking back where you are now, like you have systems, you and I have talked on the phone a few times, you're doing super well. If you could fast track your success over the first 30 to 60 days in roofing sales, what would you tell your former self? What would be the best advice you could give yourself? Um, I mean, you need to, if you, if you knock on doors and learn, you'll get there. Things will pan out if you if you invest seriously and you know I it sounds like I have something to sell I don't invest in your education invest your time in your education that I mean start there and it there's enough out there that you can put it together to the point where you can start getting some sales but if you you know if you can knock on doors and learn spend 30 minutes watching YouTube videos don't watch this one over and over there may not be a lot on this one but. Um, if you can invest in your education and knock on doors, it, it'll pan out. And there are going to be, there are going to be so many people who tell you it's risky. It's risky. Like one day call me and we'll laugh about that. Um, yeah, that's good advice. I, my family told me not to do it. Everyone's the first time I I'm, I'm very close with my dad and, uh, I brainstormed things. And I was like, I'm going all in, you know, I tried to juggle massage therapy in this for two weeks. And I'm like, I'm a moron. My average commission is going to be two grand there. I barely see two grand in a month. And I was on call Saturdays, Sundays, and evenings. It's prime selling time. So I said, I'm making the leap. These stupid doctors like, you're leaving security. I'm like, I don't know if you'd call my $30 grocery per week budget is security. You know, I literally didn't eat at Subway. I couldn't afford Subway. And I asked my mom for 20 bucks to go visit my family on Easter to drive two hours talk about demoralizing. <laughs> so yeah. um, if yeah. you, so you mentioned like getting out and knocking doors, a lot of people, a lot of new salespeople, um, they hate it. 
and 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 it's because of the fear basically and and the concern but do you have any advice or do you have like a, a mantra or anything you you tell yourself or any motivational tips to get you out knocking doors when there's those days you just don't quite feel like it and there are those days like i mean i i consider myself to be someone who like doesn't hate knocking doors but um there are still those days um i mean if you know step one is if you can if you can get past the car door that's the first door the first door you need to handle is the car door if you can get outside of that and just start walking around um you know sometimes uh, sometimes it's not even a I'm not out there looking like I'm really selling something. Sometimes I'm just going up and knocking on a door and, um, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm sorry to bother you. I, I hate knocking. I almost hate it as much as you do, honestly. And that, that's true. Um, you know, yeah. lead with that. And then it, it's funny if you can catch someone who's like, okay, that was kind of funny. I'll engage with you for a few seconds. Um, it'll make it all worth it. And then you'll, you know, get one sale or get on one roof and you're like, this was a great day. Um, yeah. Or you need get to past the car door. I like that. Get past the car door. Open the one door that's that's holding you in. It's the and, only door that will stop you. Yeah. And we, we've always done it. I used to, some of the tricks I used to have, thanks for sharing that, by the way. Um, I used to get all my um, letters that, uh, you know, I'd leave at the door, like in the battle pack and stuff. And I'd, I'd print them out and I'd have them on my, on my seat, my passenger seat. And that was like my, I'm not going home till those are at least on a door. And that was my own kind of game I played to discipline that it wasn't just, you know, I'll call it quits because some days, like I got off the phone with a guy today, he says, Adam, I knocked 51 doors and I struck out. And he was laughing. He's like, it's just life. You know, the next guy goes, I got three for three, knock three doors, three inspections, three deals. And we've all had those times. And it's just, it's never, it's never always easy. You know, you're never always on this. You, that's a fictitious path. There's, <laughs> and it's and it's never. I mean, it's never. Um, no, you're never guaranteed to to go out there, and it's not it's not quote unquote fair, whatever that means. You know, it, some guy is going to go out and he's going to do three, but um, I mean, sometimes my sometimes my numbers, you know, half of a week will come from a really hot day. Like I just I signed three in a day. Like I was I was on one. I don't know, you know, um, but like the I I can guarantee you if I hadn't gone out the other four days or five days, I wouldn't have had the hot day. Like it's I, I, the only way to guarantee you're not going to make it is to not, not knock on any doors. Yeah, um, that's true. You know, would you mind sharing that story? The one that we talked on the phone about using some mailers, man, the, uh, the, the 10,000% ROI in a week story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, um, so, so there was a hailstorm here. Uh, about a month ago and you know everybody and their mother's out in this neighborhood I'm three weeks into roofing you know and I'm I'm out there with everybody else I'm like I, I have no way which way is up um and I did the handwritten letters that you mentioned in the uh it, they, they come in the battle pack and some lady you know gives me a call and I think hmm, nobody ever calls me um, and this was after my first batch of letters, you know, nobody had ever called on any flyer I had left on their door. Um, and then this first batch of letters I sent out, this lady calls me and she says, Hey, you know, I, I've got 10 other roofers letters here sitting in front of me. You know, I, I wasn't going to call you, but um, I got your letter and I just thought that was so different. Um, and so I wanted to have you come out and look at this. And man, I, I put in the address. I remembered it. The homeowner had told me like, get out of here. 
Um, they had a, they had a clearly discontinued roof. Like it's, you know, it's, it's a horizon checkered to, to pieces. Um, and I, I show up, it's, it's, you know, 48 squares plus waste. And I'm like, huh. So it'll be a, I mean, it'll be a four or $5,000 roof for me. Uh, and I mean, how much did I spend on? I don't even remember, but like pennies. And I, I remember when I was thinking about, okay, am I going to, am I going to actually buy this? Or am I actually going to not, you know, I'm always hesitant of all sorts of gurus out there. I remember thinking, man, if I could hear, if I could hear just like one normal person say like, yeah, I did it and it worked. Like that would be what put me over the edge. And that's 100% what I'm saying to everyone right now. Like I, it returned me 10 times in one day um, and has since I've knocked on people's doors. Oh yeah. You sent me that letter, didn't you? All right. You know, fine. Um, I get responses like that all the time. Nobody else is doing that. Um, to, I mean, it's been awesome. Yeah. That's great. And you said you went next door and after that, after you got that deal signed. Yes. That yeah. same day I went to, I went to another lady's house and she's like, Oh yeah, you're that kid that I was like, golly, get out of here. Um, and she was like, okay, I got your letter. You know, people, people knock all the time. People send me flyers all the time. Go on up, take a look. Um, and she ended up being someone who, you know, had a really, really, really old three tab roof was in a really, really, really bad situation and really needed help. And I, you know, really, I mean, that's one of the roofs where I really felt privileged to step into their life, even for, you know, a month, um, and say, okay, like, how can I, how can I help you with this? She literally told me she would think about it as, at night. She's like, man, this roof is about to just explode. That's not good. And when I, yeah. When I went up there, it was like bowling alley. I mean, it was, just, it was polished. I'm like, golly, I wish I spent money on a goat. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild, man. So you follow the system, you sent a letter in the mail. They said to you, we left there's 10 roofers that left. Let me guess, because you said uh, letters, there's 10 of the roofer letters. Did you mean like the, the door hangers at the door? Yeah, they were, they were door hangers and they said they got some, you know, junk postcards in the mail or whatever. Um, and that's the difference. I keep telling people have a tendency with the letters in the battle pack to want to overproduce them, like leave them on plain paper. Cause that's what stands out. Otherwise you blend in. Everybody's putting, you know, double gloss, door hangers or direct mail, po giant postcards, and then just stand out. By the way, we did it too. You, know, you just make them bigger and yeah. make them bigger and make them bigger. And then, and, and you know, Post maybe board. that'll stand yeah. out. And, and then that, you know, you mentioned something about the letter and the door hangers. And, and, and I think that's a, a really powerful lesson. And I'd love for you to hear your input. You're doing it. You are putting multiple touches. There's no, there's no silver bullet. It's not, I'm not going to knock a door. I'll just do this it's letter at the door with no one's home, send a letter in the mail. And you yep. said people now, I don't want to put words in your mouth. You said people are remembering you when yes. you show back up. hundred percent. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, they, you know, okay. All right. Well, no, I did get your letter. Um, they do. And it, it is different. And you're like, well, surely that doesn't make it. No, I'm telling you it. It's literally 20 minutes of work for you to go through and write these letters for a neighborhood. And if you make yeah four grand in 20 minutes, what's your hourly rate? Like that'll yeah, work. Sign, yep. you know? That's more yeah, than a seriously. neurosurgeon <laughs> yeah. and, and the industry's yeah. top attorneys. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so it, it is, it is a small expenditure of time, way easier than knocking on doors for everyone who hates knocking on doors, which again, that's probably everyone. 
Um, and I mean, the, the returns awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I, it's been great for me. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that story. I want to go back to you for a minute. So this industry, you, you went from 40 grand ish, 20 in a month. What can you share? Like how you've developed personally through this new role? Cause I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going to pause that question. I'm going to come back to that. Yeah. Looking back to when you were in the accounting type position with this construction right. company doing bookkeeping, describe this version of you, the old version and the new version. What, what really changed? Man, I mean, what I, I, I would not, I don't think I'd look back and be like, yeah, I, I recognize that guy. You know, I was, I was afraid. I never knew, Hey, you know, am I going to mess up at work? Am I you know, going to be, am I not going to be punching the clock at the right time? Am I, um, you know, always looking at the budget, like, Hey, is this going to, you know, is this going to add up? Is this really, or maybe it's like, yeah, it'll add up. But like, you know, my wife was raised water skiing. She likes to call herself a lake rat. Like looking at the budget being like, okay, ends will meet, but like, we'll never be lake rats. You know what I mean? Um, and now, I mean, I have, I have total control of my time, um, financial freedom, you know, um, budget's not like a, like a stressful thing. It's like a, man, this is fun. This is like, we can do creative things with money and, and give to things we love and, you know, support people we love on, on staff with different organizations and stuff. Um, I mean, I, you, once you get here, you will never go back. Um, just, I just can't fathom it. I mean, sitting here talking to Adam, this is the longest I've sat at a desk six months. Once you get to a certain point, you'll never look back and people think like, man, I'll never get there. No, like you will there. I mean, there are plug and play systems like Adam's that I did nothing special about me. Um, that got me to where I am. Um, and so yeah, you, you do have to step out a little bit. Um, but for a lot of us, you know, it's like stepping out of a boat, but the boat has a leak and you feel it every day that you're sitting at your desk. Um, so sometimes it's stepping out is, is worth it. Yeah. Comfort zones don't yield growth. If you're comfortable all the time, you're not growing. I flex my comfort muscle a lot and, and just all the time. How do you, how do you go try something new? How do you do something new? Get throwing yourself into crazy scenarios. Um, which I want to ask you that in a second, but for you getting started, there's that lag time of I'm knocking doors. I haven't seen a commission yet. And, right. and this period is the period of discomfort, doing new things, uncertainty, doubting yourself. What brought you from that place of like just getting out, doing it to, you know, same, same with me once I first commission check, but what kind of brought you through? How did you keep yourself motivated through that what I view is the most difficult time for every person in the industry right before their first check comes in. I, uh, I mean, once, once I have it inked, once, you know, adjusters come out and said thumbs up, that's, that's when I started to breathe, you know, and when you know, okay, Hey, I have a good relationship with this person. They're not going anywhere. Um, you know, sign is in the yard contract is signed. Adjuster has said thumbs up, CC'd me on their estimate. Um, that's when, that's when for me, I felt like, okay, like I can do that. And so it was probably, it was probably two or three weeks before I had my first adjuster saying, um, Hey, we're going to go ahead and prove it. And, and so, it, I mean, ha have people you can be honest with about it, you know, have people you can talk to about it. 
um, and know that know that there is an end to that period. Like you just have to make it two or three weeks until you know, okay, commissions are coming. Um, but I think that's the period everyone's afraid of. And yeah. you know, I'm I'm telling you, sure, it, you know, it's a lot less scary though than forty years typing. Um, if you can do two or three weeks until your first check, or until an adjuster says you're good to go, and you know you have money coming. Yeah. It's, you got to have faith, right? And just, I mean, yeah. whatever that means to you, to anyone listening, watching, you got to believe. And would you, I'm curious if you'd agree with this or not, because I was thinking about this the other day. I'm reading a book called The Magic of Thinking Big, which most people are listening have probably heard of. I'm late to the party. It's been phenomenal. Um, and I, I'm listening on audio. And uh, one of the things that, that really stood out to me is that really our, our battle with success isn't much to do, there's not much to do with our external environment. It's between our ears, it's in our own head. And I think for me, at least it was conquering myself of doubt, fear, discomfort, not wanting to knock a door, taking something personally when someone cursed at me at their door, telling me they're gonna call the police, I'm a horrible human, I'm a scumbag, all these different things. Do you think that the number one obstacle that people need to overcome is themselves or do you think it's something different? Oh my, the, yeah, the, like our, our, the mental game we play as door to door people is so much more significant than, you know, old guy in a, with a beer belly hanging out who tells you to get off his lawn. Yeah. Um, it, it really is. And like, for me, it's, it's just the, for me, it, it was always like an identity thing of, you know, I'm a, I'm a door to door guy. Like someone taught me, um, that's a bad word or something. Like, I don't know where I got that idea, but yeah. I, you know, sometimes for me, um, sometimes for me, kind of my, my worldview is, Hey, you know, when, when, at least for me personally, when, you know, there was a grand narrative put together for this world, like there were roofers in it. Um, there were 100% roofers in it. Like they are, they are necessary. And there are people out there who are on the cusp of shelling out for a roof, you know, sweet old ladies who are, well, you know, guess it is going to cost me $10,000 to get it replaced. And they had a hailstorm fly through last week and they have no idea this is even a possibility. Like there, there are genuinely people who need your help, who would never call you. Um, and, and maybe would never call anyone except to get an estimate, um, who needs your help. And the flip side of that is there are, there are contractors I trust significantly less than myself who will walk all over those folks, you know, yeah. Sometimes I want to be there to help them. Sometimes I want to be there to be sure they work with me. Um, be sure to work with someone who I know has tons of integrity. And I know lots of other contractors that are, you know, salt of the earth, great guys. Um, but there are also bad apples out there. there um, and those are the ones that make this industry into a, into a bad word. We're great folks helping people with something that they were going to spend 10 years of savings on. If I could drop this microphone right now and end this thing with what you just said, I would end it right there. I mean, that what that's what so many people, gosh, anyone listening, rewind like two minutes and listen to that again, because it's not a bad word, door-to-door -door sales. And you are 100% right. There are people that need what we do who don't know the wiser and who wouldn't pick up the phone and especially the elderly. My most memorable customers by the way, I've been, I've been on this side of the roofing game for five, six years. I forget. I have to do the math. I still get calls from old customers 
many of which were the old customers that we needed a new roof, three tab roofs that were just destroyed. Um, people that called for retail that I flipped into a storm claim, got them a new roof, things like that. And the, you're, you are dead right. People don't know they would need you until you're there. And those are the customers who resist you the most. Like you mentioned the elderly person, you sent the direct mail. She clearly read it, which by the way, that's win number one, they opened it. This is why that it's not cold door knocking. When you follow a system and you, you're in there multiple times, it's familiar. You're there to start a conversation. They recognize you. They saw a letter at the door. They got it in the mail. They, they see in the neighborhood. People got eagle eyes in the neighborhood. I know, oh, yeah. I know the cars. You're not from around here. You know, I know the car. That what are you doing in the neighborhood? I've never seen that one. But then you see the truck. Oh, that's that's that guy's truck again. That's him again. Oh, look, he's on the roof. But man, when you really just look at it of service, and that's what I loved. Like I still have that text message chain come up. You said, um, is it okay if I read this? Sure. It's part of the text. So he said, Drop any names if I put names in there, but go ahead. Yeah, it said just a total breath of fresh air to not look at the budget and be stressed. The budget is going from which you're talking about your personal budget from a gloom. Yeah thing to like a fun, creative place. Really, really cool. And man, I help a ton of people, old ladies who are on year 20 of a three tab who are saving tons of money. I love helping folks and it makes selling easy and fun. Like I couldn't, I couldn't have said it better than the way you put it. And that's what made it so fun to me. And I felt like you too, is just like being a savior. It's like the little old lady, we know who's out there, you know, yeah. they're preyed upon, let's be honest. And, and I view every one of them like my own grandma. You know, yeah. like, hey, we, let's go through I, the, I, the right way. Yeah, absolutely. I, I feel like it's a different, when, when I approach a home and I'm like, how, like, how can I care for this person ridiculously well? Like, I feel like it's a different thing I'm doing than selling roofs. I feel like I'm helping people. Um, and that, like, that's the industry I want to be in. And that's the industry I would invite other people into. Um, like sure, selling roofs, but like really, really helping people, getting to know them, becoming a, you know, an awkward piece of their family. Um, you know, inviting them almost into mine. Like I, like I have, in one of my, I guess one of my door knocking hacks, if you will, is like I have just lots of little pre-canned endearing things to to kind of endear people to me. And when I'm there, like we end up having a really great friendship. Um, and, and we end up being, we're on the same side. We're not on opposite sides. When I tell them about my wife and we live by the high school. So it's a country club lifestyle because we play tennis there and, you know, right by Chick-fil-A, I'm sure you know it. Um, stuff like that. Yeah. We, we end up becoming friends and, you know, at some point I, I leave and I'm like, oh yeah, I guess I did sell them something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And that's when you know you're selling right because you're not there with a bull. They don't have a bullseye on their back. You know, it's, and so many people would fight me on that. Would you agree? Like when you knock a door, you're not there to actually sell anything. You're there to find out what's going on because yeah. if they, they don't need you, they don't need you. If they don't need me, they don't need me. If I go up and I don't see damage, like I'll come down and tell them like, yeah, I, I just think, I just think at some point this will catch up to us yeah. at, at some point, the way we, the way we operate as roofers will catch up to us. Like there, there is no avoiding that, you know, man, I was, on a roof the other day and someone of great authority was there with me and said like, yeah, well, if you find some wind damage, let me know. It was a 50 square. It was huge. Um, <laughs> and I didn't, and I am still thinking about that, yeah. but I mean, I, I just think these things follow us and be good. To
people and as homeowners and much more than as prospects. Yeah. And, and that's still incredibly rewarding. I remember even a time I was up on a roof, same thing. It was a fringe area. I got a few claims in, um, only on three tab roofs, old storm. And I did an inspection. I'm like, there's not a chance, not even a chance that this is going to get bought. But I saw some kids toys in the gutter above the, the driveway and the basketball hoop. So I threw them down, took some photos for them. And I still sat there and I said, I just want you to know you're in good shape. You know, this is what we look for. It's not there. You're in, you're in a good spot. And by the way, brought the kids frisbees and tennis balls down. And it's a long game. You know, I told you six years goes by. I still get calls. Just Adam, they say my old company name. They kept my business card. This is my personal cell phone. They don't call the company. They're calling me. And right. then I forward them to the company, by the way. <laughs> I call them and say, hey, call these guys up. They'll take care of you because they're good people. Yeah. Really good people. I was fortunate to work with a good company, as are you. Yeah. So, William, thank you so much for, for doing this. I wanted to bring you on because your story truly inspired me. And like seeing your life just turn, do a complete... 180 and then a backflip is just awesome. Um, is there anything that you, any advice you'd like to leave with anyone watching to help them on their journey if they're new or thinking of the industry? Um, give me a call, shoot me a DM. I'm, I'm going to push you over the edge though. So don't call me or DM me if, if you're, if you don't want to do it. Um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, kind of have taken freedom back financial time, um, you know, my, my day is a blank canvas. A lot of the time I'm like, all right, I'll knock for two or three hours. I think there are a lot of, you know, you'll hear a lot of folks talk about, you gotta be a grinder. You gotta be a, you know, a real grinder. I have an awesome life. I, I, yeah. I don't necessarily agree with that. Um, I think, you know, I go out and talk to people and, um, care for them and we're in the customer service industry the roofing is is second like caring for people customer service if you want something you know cutthroat and just sell 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 like go to pest control <laughs> you know um but but we really are in the caring for people game and so if if that is in your nature i think this is uh, a natural fit for you seriously i mean from the bottom of my heart that's awesome. Well, William, thank you so much. I super appreciate it. And for anyone watching or listening um, in the video description or in the podcast description, you'll find a link to follow uh, William on his new Instagram, inspired by Andrea. And I thank you, Andrew, again, uh, as Andrew. well as some resources to some of the products we talked about. And the last thing, if anyone's new to the industry or thinking about it, there's a brand new platform out called Roofing Sales Connection. There's a link in the description. We're continually adding sales opportunities from great companies to connect them with, with people who are looking for, for a place. So if you're brand new, it's a great place to start. Um, if you're one of the unfortunate souls that have had some bad experiences, you know, maybe check it out. And um, yeah, and then I'll close with this. If you want more free goodies and stuff on the website, click in one of these here corners and we'll put a, a link to the Pitch Like a Pro roofing sales training video library for you to grab a free copy. William, thank you again so much. Thanks for being here. Absolutely, thanks man. We'll see you guys soon. Hey, thanks again for joining me on this episode of the Roof Strategist Podcast. If you are out on a roof or driving around in your truck, you'll find everything you need right there in the show notes, including links to all my products and services or to download your free copy of my Pitch Like a Pro roofing sales training video library. And remember, all of my content is built around one simple principle. You ask, I answer. 
So, what would you like me to cover in an upcoming episode? Email me personally, adam at roofstrategist.com. That's adam at roofstrategist.com. Don't forget to subscribe and write a review for the podcast, and I'll see you next time.